0: Hey, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. I hope everybody is Hello. doing well today. I missed you all yesterday. Had to uh, had oh, yes, go chichi. look at a, a new vehicle. My vehicle is getting old, man. A 2012.
1: Uh-oh. Yep. It's time to go.
0: <laughs> time, time to, to go.
1: Get... go. Gotta do something different. All right. Some, uh, so, um, some go interesting ahead.
0: things, Jim. Yeah, some interesting things today. So, the judge uh, tosses out the Cary Lake lawsuit after the trial on the fraudulent signature verification. Which showed at least two hundred seventy-four thousand ballots were verified in less than three seconds, and so this judge is throwing it out. Oh, nope. Well, the most secure election in history.
1: Nothing to see here, folks.
0: Just unbelievable, absolutely wow. unbelievable, Jim. And then we have major fraud that was exposed. Uh, Democrat donation harvesting operation has been confirmed in um, in Missouri. So this is very similar to what we saw with Jim O'Keefe of O'Keefe Media. Uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, where he was going around to uh, all these donors of Act of Blue and uh, right. one lady she had donated about eight hundred thousand dollars and she lives in a modest <laughs> home and she's eighty years old and she goes I, I think I donated ten dollars to them and well they're they're right. just stealing people's information and then donating in their name and then we see now
1: are they attempt- liable for because they did it in their name? Is there some type of a legal recourse that is somehow because it's – isn't that campaign uh, fraud because if you didn't claim your donation?
0: Yeah. No, absolutely it is. And what, what should be happening here is they should be going back and tracing back those cards to who those yeah. individuals are. That And I guarantee you they're pre, prepaid debit cards.
1: Yep. Or they're just from some foreign account that's overseas. I yep. mean as well. So,
0: One Well, again, this is – one individual donated 4,820 times in 2022. And this person wow. had no clue, had probably never donated once.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I talked about this back when I was doing, you know, back way back in 2019, 2018. I talked about Act Blue. And I was telling people about the fact that the firemen's union, the teachers' union, the federal employees' workers' union, they all pay their dues into Act Blue. And they don't even know that. This is there's a bigger scandal behind Act Blue than everybody's ever actually paying attention to this whole thing. I hope I hope this is the crack, the little you know that little that little hiss the bottle does right before you pop it open. Um, before this jug comes spewing out here, uh, this I hope that this is what's going to happen. I hope this little thing right here starts the evolution of everybody looking into Act Blue and sees that these big unions have been paying their their uh, dues into there and they're using these. As a way of leverage, uh, on top of uh, Black Lives Matter, and then remember uh, FTX, and then SVB, Black Lives Matter, Act Blue, well, well so, teachers' well, union. How about this? I well, mean, yeah,
0: yeah. you want to get into that aspect of it? So yeah, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, mm-hmm. they had um, approximately eighty-two billion dollars. Oh, eighty-two yeah. billion given to BLM over the last five years. Yeah. $82 yeah. billion. Dollars Almost
1: $100 billion.
0: Given to BLM, Black Lives Matters, over the last five yeah. years. This is like, where did that money go? Well, you know that BLM Oh, did you hear that they're having
1: financial difficulty now?
0: Well, of course they they're, are. They've they time to <laughs> sell their houses.
1: No, they don't have any money. They're saying that they don't have any money. They're well, out of you know, money. You know,
0: you know what the funny thing you- is, is... Uh, the other day there was um, oh the uh, the subway, the subway, uh, the guy who died in the subway being choked out because he was being aggressive. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, well, after uh, he,
1: after yeah, he attacked somebody. he was
0: going after people, being aggressive towards people, and he got choked out because he wanted to fight everybody, and he ended up dying. Right. And I said, I'm waiting for BLM to step in and start funding his, his legal cases. And um, right. one of these lefties went and replied to me on Twitter and said... BLM doesn't do that. They deal with, you know, justice for black people. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Isn't this like the time that they're supposed to step up and like, like jump in? Like, this is like, this is what they were made for. And and here's the thing is BLM's money has not gone to anybody. It has not gone to anybody Mm -hmm. but themselves and political campaigns, political movements and this is, uh, you know, you, you know, I think that there needs to be some type of government intervention with this. And I'm, I'm for less government, trust me. But
1: hmm.
0: when you have organizations like this that can take in $85 billion and not one penny of that through a nonprofit is given to the actual people that it's meant to help... There's a problem there. There's a very big problem. You know, like the American Red Cross, they operate at, I think, like a 93% operation rate, which means that 93% of all donations coming into uh, the Red Cross and all these other organizations um, go to that organization. Only 7% Mm -hmm. actually go to the cause. And so you have to start wondering is... You know, if you're going to have that certification of a nonprofit, maybe we need to redefine what that means and that if you're a nonprofit, you can only have a 3% operating cost. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a- above above what you have. So, you know, if you're taking in 100 billion dollars, you know, your operating cost needs to be like that that 3 billion. You know, that that's it. That's all you get. Well, that
1: that goes back to the same thing of the, the federal government. The federal government should only be a percentage of GDP. That's it.
0: Oh, great! They only
1: get if we make a billion dollars on GDP, they only get three percent of a billion dollars, and that's their operating cost. That's it. That, I'm sorry, you pick and choose what you want to do after that. Well, it's you want kind to
0: go where it's at right now? I mean, their, is their operating cost is about seven billion, and right? GDP is about a hundred billion, so it's about seven percent. Um, But just take them
1: down to one (laughs) percent. Well, I understand. They suck at seven. (laughs) Really,
0: what it should be is that the congressional budget should be balanced at the end, uh, at the beginning of the year, and that it should be frugally managed, and that Mm -hmm. it should be a derivation percentage of the GDP. So, if the GDP does go up, they can increase their spending. If it goes down, they can decrease their spending. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that percentage should be about roughly 3%. And I think if we look at the last decade and a half, we see that 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 about $1 to $3 trillion range for government spending is is actually really, that's about what it needs at this size and this level. I'm not saying that's what it actually needs. It should be limited to, you know, I mean, look, Russia spends about $800 billion a year to run their government right and that's with like 200 million for military spending we spend almost a trillion dollars on our military per year and if you go into just kind of uh, current understandings of things uh, the department of defense mismatched the numbers uh, of what they were spending in ukraine by three billion dollars so they were looking (laughs) at the numbers and they said oh man we made an error three billion dollar error in, uh, Can you make Ukraine. that $3 billion
1: error into my checking account?
0: Yeah. So I, mean, I could do some amazing error. things. So just think about this. Stuff. We've only given Ukraine $100 billion. So mm. they made a 3% accounting Oops. error. Anybody oh, who that's does that in a CPA firm is fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that's a margin of error.
0: You're, you're de-licensed. <laughs> like,
1: that's a, that's a That's a smaller error than what we have in the elections, though. I mean, really. So really, they're doing amazing. On government standards, they're killing it.
0: Well, yeah. (laughs) And so you know what they did is they said, oh, wow, it looks like we made a $3 billion error. I guess we just freed up $3 billion to go give to Ukraine.
1: Uh, And we're in the midst
0: of a a, a – oh, yeah, yeah. So That's (sighs) why Joe Biden just announced new munitions and artillery and so forth and F-16s to
1: Because we found some money. We found we some found money, money in money the in the, yeah, we built, built, built money built in the the couch cushions. We found some money in the couch cushions. Truck. We're going to Taco Bell! Taco Bell! Taco well, Bell! Well, you know,
0: it's interesting, too, because <laughs> on September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld, the then-Secretary of Defense, came out and talked about a, a massive uh, accounting error that had occurred of about $1.2 trillion that was unaccounted for by the GAO, the Government Accounting Office. Mm-hmm. And he said that tomorrow... Tomorrow, September 11th, we're going to begin investigating this. And we're going to look into this and we're going to find out where this $1 trillion went. The next day, an apparent plane flew into the accounting offices of the Pentagon.
1: Oh, that's weird. Destroying
0: all the records that were going to be utilized within that audit. I find that highly coincidental. Um, You know, in going into that whole conversation right there... You know, I, I just had uh, Dr. Uh, Doctor Richard Shouter, on my show, and he talks about right. deep underground military bases. He talks about uh, uh, basically where the money comes from and how the money flows, and it's really interesting. Did you know that we, play, we pay reparations to the Native Americans, indigenous Americans? Yeah. Yeah. Did you it's know that 7% for... of all those accounts are unclaimed?
1: What? What do you mean they're unclaimed?
0: They just have balances sitting in them. It's just another slush fund for the government to use. And this is one of the methodologies that they'll do to go out there and uh, pull black budget money out. So they'll create trusts. They'll go out there and create trusts, and they'll fund the trust with land, BLM land. And then they'll take that money and let it sit there with a balance saying it's unclaimed while they're really spending the money on the back end.
1: Oh, this is (laughs) this is Enron kind of stuff, right?
0: We'll be right back with more Dark Delight show after this.
1: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the Dark Delight show. So, Jim, uh, any plans to travel to Florida here in the near future?
1: Floridia? No, 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 no. Oh,
0: well, you know, I just I don't know if you knew this, but uh, what? MSNBC Talking Head Aisha Mills.
1: As, Aisha, uh, All right. yeah,
0: A Democratic strategist has declared oh, okay. that Florida is about to be a terrorist state as far as it goes for black and LGBTQ people are concerned. Uh, they were responding. To is there the a sign-up sheet? Well, they're responding oh, to the publicity stunt <laughs> by the travel advisory put out by the NAACP, which labels Florida as openly hostile towards African-American Americans, people of color, I was just and LGBTQ there. plus individual
1: I was just there that there is not it doesn't even exist I was clear down to the the very end of Florida I travel that whole state what are you talking about people just imagine stuff I mean this is just stir stick stuff right there's just a stir stick you know that one person in the group that's just a stir stick that you just like why are you here and you just antagonize the situation
0: (sighs) well you know here's the thing is they these the, the Democrats are mad at Florida they're mad Are because they? they had an opportunity to, to steal Florida, and what happened is is the, the, the Trump populism rose up mm-hmm. and got DeSantis elected, and DeSantis went in there and, and wrecked House and basically right. made it impossible for them to steal elections, which I'm surprised other states aren't following suit, other red states aren't following suit with what DeSantis has done by by limiting the, the voting machines by uh getting rid of early voting all this stuff and you know i honestly think that where we're headed right now is i said this before that the civil war in this country is going to break out in arizona because the people in arizona are done i mean mm-hmm. they, they just watched corrupt justice system corrupt judge after corrupt judge after corrupt judge hear this carrie lake trial They're they're sitting there watching the evidence knowing yeah. that their votes were stolen and this judge is like i didn't see no crime this is like the safest election we've ever had here right and the I, people of arizona do not mess it's fafo right i can't say it on the air but it's fafo the the people of arizona yes. are not the type of people you want to mess with
1: right no and the sad part of it is okay and remember this yo. okay arizona whatever happens in arizona affects people in maine and hawaii alaska it doesn't matter where you live in this country and it's a dis they're defranchising you disenfranchising you when they carrie lake had to go collect a million dollars and i don't know how much she collected but she got donations to then go after this and she's spending money with attorneys suing the state to be transparent suing the state to say, listen, show me how this is accurate. Show me how this is the way it should be. And the state goes, it's fine. That's a response. They're not trying to go over there and go, Oh, yeah, you're right. You know, let's, let's get this better. Let's do a better job. Let's, let's find a better way. They're not doing that. Arizona, the, the government there is absolutely slapping the people in the face and saying, you know what? We're going to do what we're going to do. Just take our word for it. No matter how many times you point out all these obvious things, no matter how much money you have to spend to try to get us to do our job, we're still not going to do it. That is absolutely crazy.
0: We need, to send, we need huh? to send Jim to Arizona armed up and uh, ready to take over the government over there. Katie Hobbs, watch Let's out. Do
1: <laughs> Kicking doors in. So, Let's do it. I mean what, it says all political power is inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority. That's in your constitution. Why can't, we, why can't we talk that way when we know that this is fraud? I mean the only other way you want to look at this is if you just ignore it and you say, oh, not me. Not, oh, no, 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 no. Well, Just nobody wants
0: it. to be that one person that stands up and says it and gets slammed by the fed uh, the federal government and arrested well, by the too. FBI. Nobody wants to be the one getting persecuted because they stood up for what they believed in and their convictions. But I think yeah. that we're we're tending a very, very thin line right now to where people are going to start making those moves. There's that one dude in Arizona right now who's sitting there and, you know, he's, got, he's, he's 70 years old, he, his, you know, his family's all gone, and he's just sitting there going, I'll do it, I'll do it. And, yeah. and he's the one that's going to go out there. And in, in Arizona, you have open carry laws, so you can yeah. open carry an AR-15 in Arizona. And so he's going to go out there with his big old sign, and his AR-15 locked and loaded, and he's going to stand out in front of the Capitol, and he's going to hold this sign up, and he's going to begin protesting, and other people will join in on that. And, and what they need do to it. do is, and I'm not saying that this needs to go to, towards an armed revolution, but what they need to do is they need to hold the government accountable. And they need to show the government that they are the majority, that they are in power. And the way that you do that is you get out there in force, you get out there with your voice, you rise up, and, and you make yourself heard. And then when, then when the government starts to push back because of what you're doing, expressing your First Amendment right, that's where it's going to get uh, tricky,
1: Mhm. Well, and now think about this, in any polite society. Now guys, listen, this is this is the truth here. In any polite society, there is a threat of violence. And the mere threat of violence creates peace. And if you don't understand that, then then you, we need to have a real long talk. Just give me a call. We'll email me, whatever. We'll work it out. But the threat of violence actually creates peace. You can look at it through the Cold War. You can look at it through different things, what Trump was doing, where you can see absolutely that through strength you create peace because well, the threat of violence maintains a stalemate.
0: Yeah. So in the, the, the rules of force, it's the number one rule of force, and that is that your weapon is a physical deterrent. Is right. that the threat of your weapon on the side of your hip is the thing that will most likely prevent any type of violence?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, well, and, and that we we got to be, be careful. We... The people are that. The people are right. that. The people are that power that say no more. We're done. And you know we've been brainwashed to believe in this country that the power of the people is contained in the vote. It's not. It's contained in the voice. It's contained in the combined strength the unified of arms the ability mm-hmm. to march on our government but if we go back to the 19 um the 1930s there's a prime example of how this was shut down before you, you know what the bonus army was
1: oh yeah this is this is a sad day in our country it and is? i'm ashamed that eisenhower was part of that
0: half a that. million half a million uh, american soldiers had it came back from world war one Uh, were promised bonuses upon return. But the United States went bankrupt, so they didn't have the money to give out. So they went and occupied Washington, D.C. They were burning down buildings and and causing ruckus because they were mad. And um, FDR brought in the military, which Eisenhower led. Yep. And, uh, sorry, no, not Eisenhower, Patton. Patent led.
1: Patent led, yeah.
0: Yep. General Patent. Eisenhower was there too. In Washington, D.C., and they forcibly removed all of those people. From Washington D.C. and kicked them out. They didn't receive those bonuses until almost a decade later. Now what's interesting is this is where the business plot actually comes into place because a whole bunch of financiers in Washington D.C. went and basically talked to the organizers of those events and got those 500 million people agreed to gain arms and march on Washington D.C. and they asked a general by the name of Smetley Butler to lead them and he denied them and actually went to Congress and overturned the whole thing. But what this shows you is that the government is, is tyrannical. They Mm -hmm. have, they, they believe they have the force, the guns and the power, and they will use it against you. The question is, is they, they will call your bluff on you using it against them. That's the key here. That's, that's when you have tyranny Mm -hmm. is when the the government enforces everything laws, policy, their tyrannical rule through force, coercion, guns and boots when they know that you won't do the same
1: yeah well and that's a shame on them right shame on the government for thinking that they have the ability to come in and act that way with us without you know really thinking about what the repercussions are we and we need to be more active we really do i don't know why we think that this is something that's a far off land thing i mean this is us standing up saying we don't want this that's what protests are guys I mean, that's what January 6. why do you think that January 6th has – why do you think they've overpursued all these J6ers? Why do you think that is? Because we scared the pants off of them, because we bothered to stand up with a million people in D.C. to say, listen, we want you guys to verify this, this election. That's what we did. That's how terrified they really are of us. And we need to be mindful that we do have amazing powers, but if we don't use them, then what, what good are they?
0: Well, you're right. And, and here's the thing about January 6th, is yes, there was some federal government, FBI, CIA infiltration into those groups. 500. Absolutely. There absolutely was some bad actors in those groups who maybe mm. sought to, to do something. I'm not going to mm-hmm. deny that. You know, this is one of the reasons that I never got big on the whole defending January 6th thing and jumping up there. Because I know what I saw. And, and here's the thing. I was one of the founding members of the Oath Keepers. I was one of the first hundred members of the Oath Keepers. I knew Stuart Rhodes back in, in 2007, 2008 when it all began. I was a Washington DC regional um, lead. I ran mm-hmm. all the group meetings in Washington DC, all right? I know these people. I know who they right. are. I know how they think, and I know what they wanted to do in 2008 when Barack Obama was president, because we stood on the borderline of Washington DC and Virginia, tons of us, armed to our teeth, Just staring off into the distance with police just standing there waiting for us to cross. Okay. So I know who these people are. And so I know when given the opportunity. Yeah, they're probably going to try to steal a laptop or get some intel, do some reconnaissance. Right? Right. Absolutely. Um, Would they have raised hell if they actually got inside? I think they probably would have. Because you know what? They looked at that as the last stand of this country. That yeah. our government was being ripped away from us A coup was being formulated And they were going to stand up to it
1: And, and what now, have we proven? Time we proven. has it, proven it, that that's exactly, exactly per- true yeah,
0: yeah, it was exactly true That that was a coup And we, we You know, I hate to say it We didn't do the right thing
1: right. We didn't
0: I'm not saying that January 6th should have went differently But I'm definitely saying that We should have all been there Yep. millions upon millions of us. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show after this. All right, back to the Dark Light Show.
1: Man, look at that.
0: You know, yes, sir. It, it, it's sad to see the degradation of these various different states i'm in minnesota and there's some very very bad legislation being proposed here number one they're trying to do the rifle ban the assault weapon ban number two they pay uh, past the a law that takes away the choice rights of the parents on the children in the sense of if your child wants to have a, an elective surgery at 10 years of age um, to become transgender um, and you deny that as the parent your child will be taken away by the state And so now New York Democrats have vote uh, vote to give the state free reign over minor children. New York State Assembly so-called Health Committee votes yes to allow minors to take drugs with no parental consent. The Democrats in New York (gasps) State Assembly are bent, set on giving the government free reign to inject your child with whatever Big Brother deems necessary. Um, This is is bad. This is uh, Assembly Bill 276B. And it passed the New York Assembly uh, Health Committee um, just yesterday. And so, oh, man, this is uh, the assembly bill was passed out of the Health Committee in Albany. The bill allows minors to consent to any vaccine or drug related to pretend, uh drug related to prevent. STD prevention without parental knowledge or consent. This includes the controversial HBC vaccine Gardasil, which is not required to attend any school in New York. The bill has been around for nearly 14 years, carried with Assemblywoman Amy Polin the entire time, yet has never been able to pass a committee vote.
1: Wow. I don't don't know. I mean, what what questions are being asked that these are the answers to them?
0: Well, here's the thing is they're a child they're an adolescent, they're a growing adult. They don't have, and and I know some of them at 14 and fifteen might think that they do, but they don't have the mental capacity to make decisions at that level. If they're living with their parents and they're not out there with a job and working and and providing for themselves, they can't even really get a job to go provide for themselves. You know, if if they're not able to vote or anything like that, if the, the society doesn't declare them an adult, then why are we allowing them to make their own medical choices and decisions? This you, can't smoke you can't smoke cigarettes till
1: 21. You can't smoke cigarettes twenty 21, but you can cut your thing off Well, when how you're about three. This?
0: You know, this could also be a double-edged sword. Right. Because what happens when that parent's trying to force that COVID vaccine on that child? Mm. And that child says, no, dude, I'm good. Nope. New York State law yeah. says I, I, I have my own consent.
1: Or I don't so, have to take my depression pills, or I don't have to take my insulin, yeah. or I don't have to take my... You know, whatever it is, I mean, I don't know, folks. We we this is this is absolutely crazy. I mean, is this is what we're shooting for? I mean, when we when we think about this whole thing, how this all breaks down, is this what we're all shooting for?
0: Yeah, we, we close close. That's that's kind of what we were going for. I mean, you know, we wanted this dystopian tyrannical future, so we're we're almost mm-hmm. there. We're, we're getting there, man.
1: Yeah, I, I just again, I just I don't know what the, I don't I don't know how we got to these answers and what who was asking what questions to get us here, because this is just I mean it's so abusive, and and this is the problem the dichotomy of it is is you can't smoke until you're 21, but yet you can physically put in hormones that's going to chemically alter and do all kinds of weird things to somebody's body at three. For and let these people and the parents decide that what these kids are because Johnny put on a dress one day. Well, I mean, my gosh, what is that? That's all the qualifier it takes. I mean, what what do we do with all the guys who went around and, and dressed up, you know, as a as a cheerleader during a powder puff football in high school? Are they all girls now too? Is that how we just do this? Was they randomly gym? just <laughs> no? <laughs> there is a holo- there is a Halloween picture of me out there somewhere. With a yeah, no, I I was uh, I didn't I didn't get to do that part, but uh, no. What is that? Is that what we're saying? I mean, just if you if you decided to paint your toenails one day or whatever because your daughter's in there, she's like, Daddy, let me paint your toenails. Well, now you're a girl. Is that how we do this? I mean, we just randomly just everything is so fluid. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't understand. You're a
0: girl today. Congratulations.
1: Uh, I don't want to be a girl today. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want a girl today. I want I want to just do the boy thing today. <laughs> I don't know. The, this is we we have gone so far away from what is considered to be okay. And I know that a lot of people understand this, but only 1% of our population we this is our greatest fight. Abortion, 1% of the population. Transgender, uh, you know, um uh, Drag queen stuff, 1% of our population. Lesbian, JLBG2, 1% of our population. All these things keep uh, – are these finite parts of our population, which according to the Constitution, then the way the, the Constitutional Republic was ran, why are we paying attention to these guys? I don't get it. Well,
0: because the news and media and politicians are focused on them because they, they look at it as hedging votes, right? That if they can basically produce um, social discord, right? Right. If they can sow those seeds of social division, then they create political issues. And what happens is, is, as more and more people and more and more news outlets and media outlets begin reporting on this, and it begins infiltrated into media, it begins to change culture. And as that culture changes, the realm of politics must now adapt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's kind of where we're at right now.
1: Oh, folks, let's all grow up at once. How about we do that? Today is the day. Right now, well, we're so just going to just do back, it. You
0: have to take back over culture, Jim. You have to take back over media. You have to take back over the idea of information. That's why That's why we do these radio shows. That's why we do our podcasts is because right. you have to take back over the idea of information. Once you take over information and you start informing people with factual oh. content and information and people feel – People no longer feel like they're being manipulated and subconsciously manipulated. Well, guess what happens? The world begins to change. Culture begins to change. And politics must adapt to that. Like, how about about this? Okay. We have this whole, um, in Texas a few weeks ago, we had uh, two different mass shootings which were done by um, Hispanic men, which one of them happened to be a white supremacist, quote-unquote. Uh, So yesterday, did you see yesterday? I think the membership
1: committee has something to say about that.
0: Well, yeah. Well, yesterday or last night, a 19-year-old was arrested on multiple charges after crashing into barriers near the White House in a U-Haul. The suspect, identified as (laughs) Sal (laughs) Varshiv Kandula, made threatening statements about the White House at the scene after Monday night's incident, as he told authorities. And he was found carrying, what? A Nazi flag. And so originally it was—it came out a white supremacist has crashed into the gates of the White House trying to kill Biden. Well, right. don't you find that this interesting that we have two cases of this – actually multiple cases. There's another – there's two more right. of these white supremacists being not white.
1: I think on the application when you're applying for your white supremacist uh, badge and T-shirt or whatever it is you get – I think one of the things in there, are you white, is oh, it's one of the prerequisites. Fluid. Race
0: fluid. It's, it's, race, it's like gender fluid. Race fluid. It's like you can be any race you want today. Oh, I think uh-huh. I'm going to go join the KKK. Here we go.
1: I, I think there's a membership issue there. I think the membership well, committee is going to have to look at them and go,
0: know, You buddy. remember Dave Not Chappelle's today.
1: show? How, Cletus, Do I? Yeah. When he played
0: Cletus? Do you mm-hmm. ever remember when he played Cletus? Yeah. He was a blind black man. Right. And he was the head of the uh, the KKK chapter, and no one had ever seen his face.
1: Right. Oh yeah, this was brilliant. I and it's so right in your face. Like, what? I mean, here's the thing. And I, I, okay, I'm okay. I'm white. Am I white? I'm, I'm white. I'm right. white. Yeah, I'm white. Well, but, but um,
0: hold on. Do you know? Do you know the moral of what he was trying to teach people? Is it has ahead. nothing to do with your skin color. It's all culture it's right. all your culture and your surroundings it's society right. that forges racist and white supremacists not something that's yeah. within you
1: well it, it's pattern driven right so what do you usually see how do you usually see it what do you usually hear language it's like the whole idea of the you know the uh, the fungus that created the southern draw that lasted for about 85 years that created the southern draw that people actually you know think of oh well, you're from the south oh well, I can tell by your your accent well that accent was created by a, a fungus that was on the grain and people don't realize that that that's environmentally was something that the environment did to them but they think as it a southern draw as being an identifier of me being southern but in reality you had a fungus well, <laughs> so yeah, it's I mean, not back in, <laughs> back in 1850
0: you... they all they all had basically british accents
1: right yeah Everybody, everybody had a british accent and yet all of a sudden we come out with this southern drawl like this boy i tell you well we'll go down there and gonna do that thing. that they had a fungus that's what caused that that speech pattern change and it went on for three generations about 80 some years and it actually created a new dialect in our or a, well, a wonder if we could uh,
0: blame uh, our our current political situation on a fungus
1: oh well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to take yeah. some medication to get rid of it. It's going
0: to take some medication to get rid of it, but I,
1: I you know. What, it's going to burn if, when you pee, buddy. It's going to burn when you pee.
0: What, what if, though, what if there was this this virus or this fungus or this parasite out there? And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can only get it if through touch and contact, right? And what if right. it, like, just happened to over history carried on by psychopaths and sociopaths.
1: That would be and the viril. Keep,
0: yeah, but well, there you go, the viril. Then now you get the Goa wool, the viril, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, they, that little worm that goes into your eye and takes over your, you know. <laughs>
0: well, we got the black eye. Yeah, bulb.
1: right. And they exit through your so, foot,
0: so you got the you got the uh, the, oh. the, the 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 cast on the feet.
1: We need to get some ivermectin stuff. We got to get some ivermectin these people. That's why get they were so of afraid, afraid of ivermectin, or. Jim. Really? That, Could that be it?
0: it? I'm telling you.
1: Uh, I'm gonna we'll bathe that back with now.
0: Dark to show right after this.
1: Dark to on the WYSL stations.
0: All right, back to the dark Delight Can show. Hope everybody is doing well.
1: Jim, yep. Jim sir, what
0: do you That's think happens next? Do you think that this uh, this parasite's gonna infect us all?
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing. What is it that we've learned through the whole? coronavirus right the mexican beer flu that was supposed to kill us all the big fart in the wind we learned about ivermectin we learned about hcq hcq is is a natural derivative from citrus rinds deep down and you they just made a pill out of it right so they're drinking some uh, and then uh, and then ivermectin is a dewormer which is they've been talking about parasites if you get rid of the parasites you get rid of the inflammation you get rid of the fog brain you get rid of all these things So what if we accidentally stumbled across what was really the whole thing, which like we kind of joked about there at the end, is that ivermectin is what gets rid of the bugs, and it makes you outside of them and uncontrollable to them. Because isn't that the idea that the virils actually be able to communicate with each other telepathically, like one parasite to the other, from one human body to the other? Yeah. And so we go in, we kill them all, then they they don't have a host, right? And we move on. We don't need them. We don't need you people. That'd be all right.
0: Well, they, maybe that's what's happening right now.
1: Yeah. Well, it's 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 amazing that with so many times we've... We're, I think there's a lot of answers right in front of us, and I know that we, we're all trying to struggle to get, you know, hey, get your copper in, get your, you know, uh, your iodine and other things like that. Well, what if this is actually that? What if this is part of that deal? And like the Black Eye Club, the boot thing... Now, I don't know if the boot thing is the... The escape of it coming out of your body or it's the uh, ankle bracelet they're covering that, up? But, oh.
0: <laughs> I was just joking about that. But, what you know, listen. It's a, this a possibility, a very, though. This I didn't say it wasn't a possibility. So there right. was a Star, uh, Star Trek Next Generation episode of exactly this mm-hmm. where Starfleet Command had been taken over by this parasite that enters in through the eye and suppresses the consciousness and takes over the host.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. This so this is the, a, this is the NPCs theory. that we see the non-participant players, right? Yeah. Um, that they, they just kind of walk around and drone like, and they don't like. What are you talking about? I don't understand. And they just go about their day. They can't, con- you know, they can't do comp- uh, complicated thought processes. They they just live their day, right? Staring at a screen, go home. Stare at a screen, go home. Yep. There is no yep. innovation in them. I don't know. Did we luck out? Didn't I think it's like kind of cool.
0: Well, it's I don't know. Because I, have, I, I Because we have rare blood, Jim.
1: Is that what it is? Yeah, probably. Is that what What's they're keeping us alive? I got type? A negative.
0: There a you negative. go, negative. That's that's the negative. O negative.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's the negative ah, blood,
1: yeah.
0: the blue blood. Yeah, come and get it, boys.
1: Come and take it from me.
0: You're gonna have a <laughs> spider like coming down right now off your ceiling. Like I'm ready, Jim. I'm uh, coming for you.
1: Is that what we're doing now? Ugh. Hey, did you? No, hear spiders about, don't uh, bother me.
0: Do you hear about oh. Rashad Buttar, Doctor Rashad Buttar? Uh sure. huh. You you knew Doctor Rashid uh, Buttar is right. Right. He he died. What? Fifty-seven years of age. Yeah. So he said last uh, last year, after his CNN interview, that he was poisoned, and that he was poisoned with over two hundred uh, times the amount of some poison that uh, they couldn't identify, and he died uh, two days ago.
1: What?
0: And they, even the the coroner is saying that whatever he died of, they don't know what it is.
1: Mysterious uh, poisoning. So, so the, okay, the mysterious poisoning thing. This goes back to the heart attack gun. Um, and so think about that. The heart attack gun, which was the the venom pump. They they introduced the venom pump. The the idea of the COVID vaccine, the venom pump, the, the that whole thing. They introduced that in the fifties. The heart attack gun. That's what the heart attack gun was was a venom pump that goes into your body and releases venom over time and you become more and more sick and then you have a cardiac arrest due to the venom that's what that that's what that is I bet you that's what they got him with
0: i i don't know what they got him with, but um it, it's sad to hear he was a good guy he was out there fighting for truth, and um, he said that they had poisoned him and that uh, he wasn't well, his health was declining. Um, He's a medical doctor. He didn't have any illnesses or diseases or anything like that. And uh, next thing you know, he's dead. Crazy. Wow.
1: Oh, man. Um, hey, how, okay, let me ask you a quick question. Completely out of out of uh, character, but – or not out of character, but out of topic. If you came up on a bunch of protesters in the freeway, would you drive through them? And would it be legal for you to drive through them?
0: Okay, how about this? So I've thought about this. Right. So, if I'm driving and the road that I take is full of protesters, like literally full of protesters, and the mm-hmm. protesters begin to become violent and aggressive, right? To where they're trying to break the windows and get to me, absolutely 100%, I'm running right through them.
1: Right. Right. Yep. See, the part the the moment where they strike the vehicle or they touch my vehicle, I look at that as a, that's why would that be different than me. But see right. the problem is, is where's the legal expert on this? If you got the DA from uh, New York and Jim Price drove through a, a barricade of people in New York City, how am I going to be treated with brags? But if I did it in Texas, would I be a hero? Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's so subjective. It's so all over the place. How do you, you know, how do you know like how do you know you stand up for freedom or your safety? And what is it? Oh, go ahead and take the beating instead of running them over. Let go ahead and let them destroy your vehicle and, and drag you out and maybe beat you to death. I mean, yeah. what's the, what is the difference there?
0: Well, the, the the difference is the way law looks at it, right? The way mm-hmm. that a uh, George Soros appointed Attorney General or, or DA is going to view that. That that's the difference. I mean. Right. You know, th- this gentleman in New York City who strangled this guy, didn't really strangle him. He just put him in a chokehold, and the guy unfortunately died. Um, that man did nothing wrong. He was helping people on that train who felt threatened by this guy's aggressive nature who was attacking people. Um, right. Like the, uh, the Army veteran, the active duty Army guy in Texas who shot and killed um, a, an, an aggressive guy that was – I think he, was, he had a gun as well. He shot and right. killed this guy. Um, Well, now he's being arrested for for manslaughter, and (laughs) this is the problem, is that people stop, and and why they do this, Jim, is this, it's a psychological component, is if you see someone getting their butt beat, and it looks like they're gonna die, do you step in and help if you're armed, and maybe shoot that person and kill them, but face... The consequences of a Soros DA that's going to send you to jail for the rest of your life for doing the right thing. Right. You're trying to get people to turn the cheek to doing the right thing.
1: Well, and this is, this is the, the – this puts you into neutral, right? Because it's something that you should automatically respond to. You see someone in distress. You see that you're, you're, you have people being aggressive and you want to get away. You should be able to do that, right? But then the problem is it creates a hesitation. Just like me asking the question – Hey, you know, what would you do in the situation, Josh? Well, the problem is like, well, if I'm in downtown New York, I'm probably going to sit there and take a beating because uh, either way, I'm screwed because I'm going to either get locked up in jail by the DA for running people over or, you know, I'm going to take the beating, which, I mean, it's going to be a beating either way. So which one do you take? You know, do you, quote unquote, save your life and spend the rest of your life in a New York jail because the DA over prosecuted or, you know, that's this is the this is the problem for our country right now is this is what they've done to us. They've created this. We're all in neutral. We can't go forward. We can't go backwards. We can't move left. We can't move right.
0: Yeah. And, you know. It's only going to get worse from here because uh, this, this progressive liberal agenda is not ceasing. They will stop at nothing until they have full power and full control and they rule this world. But unfortunately, there's good people in the world that aren't going to let that happen so that at some point there's going to be kinetic conflict. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah well I mean that's that's a sad part of this is that you know because we have to go i mean this is a threat of violence right when we you create peace by the threat of violence, and I don't know if people actually you know understand that whole thing, but it's real
0: it absolutely is all right, guys, much appreciated. hope you guys all yep. have a great day. We'll see you again tomorrow. have a good one.